0: You're exactly where you need to be and you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rizowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rizowski is Jules Munns. Jules is the co-artistic director of The Nursery, the great improv school in London. Jules is a passionate improviser and teacher who has studied under our friends Patti Stiles, Susan Messing, Rachel Mason and Keith Johnstone. Jules studied at the Guildhall School, which specializes in classical theater. When you watch him play, boy, that comes through. Jules and his co-artistic director, Judith M. Sanga, have brought me out to London to teach and perform many times. The actors in the nursery are truly inspiring. Over too many cups of thick coffee, we chatted about overcoming challenges, the journey to acceptance, and in Jules' words, learning to be just with the stuff that's happening here. This is one great chat recorded in a flat in London. Catch you on the other side. Um, now, to go back to like the idea of the, the retirement of the founders of the Annoyance Theatre, um, it, it was such a great time then where Mick Napier said, I've got this idea and I want you to be part of it and we all went okay because nobody knew what the fuck it was going to be and it turned into Splatter Theatre which turned into uh, we started with Metroform which turned into it was basically this and this kind of goes with what I want to talk about um, it was a group of people who never got put on house teams at Olympic at I.O. Right and it was also Friends of Mick right. and I remember thinking what do we do with all these great people who just don't have a place to to be mm. Who haven't? Because the options were so few there, and we just wanted everybody to to work, and we were really kind of fucking with the idea of long form. Where I, I have notebooks with with structures, and the structures were things like you won the lottery, and so we see your life, and then we see you win the lottery, and we see your life after that. Mm. Queen for a day in America, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're a regular person, and then you become a queen, and then you're a queen, and everybody felt a camaraderie a group and a family and then they wanted to help each other and then when Mick said we've got this thing um it's like building a community right and you're you're here building a community yeah and how many spaces have you had here um
1: we've had uh we had the space under the arches uh the had- nursery yeah the nursery sorry mm-hmm. okay. um so the nursery had the space under the well before we had a space, we started out doing a, a, a festival, and that was originally in a, in a different arch space, not the one that you and I played at um, a few years back. Now,
0: now, let me just say, the arch space is so there are there are trains that go overhead, yeah, overland,
1: and and it's the busiest stretch of train line in the country. It's between London Bridge and Waterloo, so it's the the most. The most kind of commuter trains and all the trains coming in from the southeast and across London and stuff, and it's yeah, it's the busiest. And so, stretch.
0: And, and it's on a riser. It's it's a brick. It's a a brick wall mm-hmm. that holds it up. Yeah. And uh, the architecture is such that there are um, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, that you you're in the space underneath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so just that underneath arch, a, uh, it's a, a viaduct. A viaduct. A so viaduct where, where the ends have been bricked up. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you're essentially playing in a viaduct yeah so the feeling that i got when i first was there was oh this must have been like well, what it was like when when uh, the the nazis were coming in and, and, <laughs> and like flying planes overhead um it always did make me um when the trains went over when we first moved in it made me think of
1: that scene in uh uh in cabaret um you know the, the film the, i'd never seen it um, there's a, uh, it's a fucking great film and there's this point where um sally Bowles, the ultimate sort of uh the ultimate crazy uh, crazy wild woman. Uh, she drags this guy. Um, I think he's called Cliff. And they they run underneath the, the the train line. They put their backs against the train line as the tra- up uh, against the the brick of the arch as the train goes underneath and scream as the train goes past uh, and the uh, train drowns out the scream. And but right. yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah,
0: uh, and and for me, when I was playing there the first time, I, I felt like this is this is all part of the architecture. And it's all part of the the context and the content mm. and. How wonderful that is, and then you reach a point where where you think it would really be nice not to have to justify that every right. time it happens, and and
1: and dealing with the, the the technical aspects of it and making electricity work and being safe and all those things which are important, and and it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. It was and sort then, of
0: like it was in a viaduct that was uh, bricked up at one side and then yeah, the other, and there's doors. Exactly it. what
1: it was. You were basically <laughs> outside for a large chunk of the winter, but I th- what we what we had for that space, which. Um, uh, which I really want to keep we don't have a, a permanent theater space at moment we just have a, a rehearsal and workshop space uh, was it had this sense of scale and drama and epicness and theatricality you just spill a bit of coffee yes, down yourself did. There. Like, yeah. um and and I really like that because I come mm. from a, a theater background I went to drama school and um, you know I've, I've I've played all the uh, the pub venues and the little rooms out the back of places venues in London. And they're really, really fun. But um, to use the, the the terminology and stuff that you use, the the architecture of that is very imposing because you've got those kind of chairs and you've got those pictures on the wall. And like, Dr. Goose, we played on Monday evening. It's a wonderful night that they have. Um... But there's there's stuff behind the stage which always imposes itself on you, which is always part of the thing that's going on. There's two big pictures of Churchill, and there's all right. these old books and yeah. there's a fake yeah. fireplace. It looks like or... you're
0: sitting in a in a parlor doing parlor games yeah. with people, because that's really what you're doing. Yeah,
1: it is, and the, it, that's really. There are positive and negative sides to that, because the positive side of it is that n- newer players are gonna feel less intimidated and they're gonna feel welcome like they're just standing up in someone's living room. Um the negative side of it is it's harder to get that um, suspension of disbelief that's necessary th- for theatricality. Unless um, you
0: unless you incorporate that into the piece. Right. But you don't wanna be doing that every fucking time. Exactly. Right. The, the, and that's the, why I, th- I think it's interesting when uh, what was it what was it that TJ TJ Dave, uh, TJ Jagodowski, Dave Dave Pasquese, uh, Stephanie Weir, Bob Dassey uh, writer on um, uh, uh, Scott Adsit and uh, John, John John Lutz is it? John Lutz yeah, yeah. they did Stolen Houses
1: yeah right where well, they go and play uh, on on off nights they go and play in the sets of uh, Broadway, Broadway, shows, on Broadway, shows, Broadway shows Broadway, so, Broadway yeah,
0: yeah. shows <laughs> and you go great but that's only that's a one off yeah it's just a one off um, but the architecture does, and, and to think about all the places that we've played at that all the places that that I've I've been with you and and played there. Mm. And then when I also think about all the places that I've played, that when you first become an actor, you have this vision in your head of going to that theater which looks like the typical theater, the big arches and the seats and the gold and the red and and people with
1: those things around their necks with ice cream on them and all that. Exactly, right,
0: right, right. Selling, you know, cigarettes, cigars, tiburillos and moving through all of that. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute, we're just going to be in a basement and upstairs the juice machine is going to be running periodically. And- like at the,
1: at the Miller, where we played last night, the Miller Mansfield,
0: um, the you, you can hear the kitchen
1: happening and you can hear the chefs like shouting at each exactly. other. And I, I, I really like that. I, just, I, just, I think it's interesting um, how, where improv places itself in relationship to theater because uh, not just for the players, also for the audience, it's there are some people who don't think of themselves as theater people. Oh, I don't go to theater. It's not a thing that I do. And actually, a, a room above a pub, someone like at the Miller, is an incredibly friendly and welcoming place that has no threshold, basically. it's Steve runs such a great thing. Steve Rowe, Hoopla, um, runs such a great thing there because everyone is so welcome. And it and it brings people in. And uh, you mentioned the word community right at the start of, of when we were recording, and I think that's such a... That's the big difference that you get between theatre and improv. That, um, uh, or certainly in the UK, I, I can't generalise about anywhere the fuck else. But um, theatres don't. It, it's much harder for a theatre to have a community building up around it because if you have a play running for a month, you're going to see it maybe twice. And with improv, you can quite often be interacting with the same company or even the same venue two, three times a week if you're taking a class or dropping in and going to see a show. You're back and you Didn't are talk bound about together. Did
0: you and I talk about this? I don't about, know. That you saw a show. And there's, there's certain shows that you'll see where you'll go, maybe it wasn't you, I've just been talking to so many people, mm. where you go, where you, where you watch this improv show, and sometimes you watch an improv show, and say it's a games, a gamey show. Yeah, like a short film show. Short form show. Yeah. You'll go, saw it. But you'll see another pair, like dummy that you mentioned, yeah. or you know anybody that you love, and you go, "I want to watch that like right now. Can right. they start another show right the fuck now? Yeah, Could they exactly. do that right now? Because I will watch it again. I
1: got to have a piss and get a beer, and then let's do this again. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dance for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and you think like, how do? How come that works that way? But it's really interesting because. Uh, looking at last night, we uh, uh, last night you and I played at the Miller, mm. and and it was sold out. And yep. It was standing room, and yep. it was one of those things where you think if we're here any longer, we're going. There's going to be a meteorological effect because clouds are going to form. <laughs> the humidity in the room is so strong. I wouldn't be surprised if there was lightning and um, uh, and and something like that where the 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 venue we talked about this too the venue um, informs the acting on stage right yeah and, absolutely and that goes back to the the parlor thing at that social club and and it goes back to that and going okay we are informed by that yeah and to, to deny that and to go this isn't what it was that I thought it was going to be is like let's not play that way
1: uh this is a quote that I, I said to you last night, and we we're having a few years after the show, of um, Phelan, who you're going to interview later today, who's very, very brilliant improviser and, and director. Um, one of my favorite quotes, what you use in classes all the time, you can argue with reality as much as you like, you're always going to lose. It's like, let's just make this easier. And I, I think this is a, a thing that I love in, in, in the way that you, you teach and, and the way that we get to play together, is that it's all just about making it easy. Let's just have a nice time. Ain't ain't no one getting rich off this. Ain't no one getting famous (laughs) off this. So we might as well have the best fucking time that we fucking can. And that to me is about making things simple. I'm not a... I'm not a whip-smart premise-based UCB kind of player. My brain does not do that. So let's just be with the stuff which is happening here. Let's just be with Um, the stuff
0: that's happening here. Let's just be with the stuff that's happening here.
1: And And, and if that is the noises from outside, then great. And if that is, you know, the, the Miller has a raised stage, which is less like traditionally theatrical, has a raised stage and the audience below, let's feel that dynamic and i don't know necessarily how that changes it but let's just allow that to be the thing which is happening it, d- rather it than does pretending t- it's not.
0: And, and for you to go you know for me like how would that how would that affect the voice how would that affect people uh f- watching the show in the backs like that's less important than what is my feeling about this stage right mm. now what is my feeling about this stage right now and and one of the things that you realize because i have been on the road so much um when i really think about it i've been on the road <clears throat> on and off since uh 1984 Jesus Christ uh, with uh, Geese Theatre Company performing in prisons across the United States so the venues of the prisons was one thing uh, the, ven- the venues of the prisons were one thing and then uh, touring kids' <laughs> touring uh, like, all that stuff is I, I've discovered this that, that the more I performed in places that I didn't know the more I felt I got to do this, I'd walk into a space and I'd go, I'm home. This is mine. Mm. Everything here is mine. That stage is mine. That oh, I remember playing at the at Trinity um, in Rhode Island, at the, the space in Trinity, going, this is my space. Right. You all are coming to my space. You know, This might seem like you hired me, but it's weird that you hired me to be in my space. And when you think in that way, nothing's foreign, nothing doesn't belong, everything is there, nothing is a problem, it's just the way that I've set it up, and I love it so you know I didn't get off that stage because I couldn't get off that stage last night Right. because there were so many fucking people crammed in that room <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. in itself too is is architecture
1: right we were elbowing our way down to get to, to next to the stage before we we, we came on and it was like, rock starry yeah <laughs> You know really? It was a lovely lack of pressure for me because I'm like, I, I, everyone's here to see David. Is it David and some other fucking guy? And at the end this the 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 gig they might like the stuff I did, they might not. It doesn't matter, they gotta see David. That's that's the reason
0: why they're fucking there, which is a delightful liberation for me. because uh, for me, I went I got. Uh, for me I always think, oh, they're always it always looks like this in my house. <laughs> I think this interesting
1: thing you said about um uh The spaces not being as you expect or want, or all those, or the picture that you have in your head of the beautiful theater with the gold decoration and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a large element of ego to that, right? And there's a large element of uh, when I was at drama school, the way that um, it took me a while to realize afterwards, but the way that the index of success as the way in the way it was discussed by the, the teachers was oh, when you're doing stuff at the Uh, The National, the RSC, on the BBC, or like the old Vic, which is like all the big theatre companies. And I am absolutely not knocking those companies. They do amazing stuff and have friends who do that stuff and, and they love it. But it took me a couple of years to go, it's okay for me not to want that. It's okay for me not to care about that and not to be striving to achieve those things. But that involved a big, um, and everything's because we just spent six days together in this class, everything's filtered through your vocabulary, but to, to, to surrender that stuff and go, actually, I'm really happy being in a sweaty room above a pub and getting to do that a couple of times a week um, because I get to do the stuff that I want to do, and somehow in the future at some point it's going to pay my rent. Oh, wait, it pays my rent. This is fucking amazing. I, I, I don't need to compare myself to that person who's now just... I went to college with um, the lady who played Cinderella in the new Disney film, um, Lily. Um, and for a while, when she was going past on buses, I was like, oh, I've really fucked up. Look at that. She's on the side of buses. And Max Iron's another very good actor who's in my year. I was like, oh, look at what Max fucking achieved. Um, and his surname is Iron's, and he has Amazing Cheekbones. So he's very good. He has an inside track as well. Um, and the Le- Amazing
0: Cheekbones is very interesting, too. You said that he had, he has amazing charades, yeah, right. right? Because that has nothing to do with him, and he lucked into that. Yeah. and
1: but everyone lucks into different things. That's just a thing which has a wider, a, a wider and easier um, semiotic to a bigger right. public, right?
0: Right, and we all I think we all have in our own way. Uh, in our, own, in our own physiognomy, amazing cheekbones. But my amazing <laughs> cheekbones might be the way that I parse a sentence. It's the amazing right. cheekbones of the way that I parse a sentence, you know, to look at that thing. But you're saying, um, that you're, the ego, you're talking about the ego. And yeah, just like people, letting go of it and us. go,
1: okay, there's those people on the side of buses uh, and uh, not realizing, oh shit, you know what? I am actually really happy with the shit that I get to do. And, it, and not realizing that you're happy that's a funny, funny fucking thing because you've been inside a structure inside a community where the, the index of success is so specific um, that you have to break out of that and, and let people have their thing and you do your thing. And that creates a separation which can be quite painful. Um, but It's, it's vital. Profitable. It's vital. Yeah, it's right. Vital. It's
0: vital. It's vital. You know, um, my... Uh, uh, Laura, who will hear this, my girlfriend is in... Hi, Laura.
1: We met on Skype or whatever yeah. it was a couple of days ago. Yeah.
0: Um, she's in this awesome... Uh, Philip Glass opera right. at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion Philip Glass has come a couple of times uh, Phelan directed it mm-hmm. this guy came you know he's a great director coming in there's the improv connection that's there there's there's uh, there's the improv connection there's the the the, uh, the the history of it all that she had to learn this she's got a great fucking costume and she's in she's in the choir She's in the chorus. Right. Pardon me. She's in the choir. She's in the chorus. <laughs> it makes it sound corner. like she's oh. she's
1: a singing sheep in a uh, what's it called, a nativity show? Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah.
0: And she's she's basically just left at the crash. But that's not what she is. <laughs> so really, I mean, she's and to, and to watch her get really excited about being a part of this and realizing all these different pieces that's that going into it, and and it goes back to the idea of that my what I want, what I wanted was what someone else got. And what I get to do right now is want mm. what I got, mm. you know, to look at somebody and go, they got that. That's not what I got. That's what they got and that's great. Yeah. So when the 40-year-old virgin came out and it could not have been more plastered around Los Angeles, California, right. at the perfect time when I had low self-esteem and my marriage was crumbling and I didn't know who the fuck I was and I came to LA to do one thing and now I'm not doing that thing, like all those factors get to come into play. If I want them to fucking come into play, but if I don't want them to come into play, I'm in charge of saying, of doing this, of looking, going, Steve Carell, period, full stop, Steve Carell, there's Steve Carell, period, Mm. not go, there's Steve Carell on a billboard, on a bus, big fake, where's mine, instead of going, there's Steve Carell, I like that guy. Bodio, life, 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 life. Mm. Because the worst thing that's going to am Bodio? Gonna... I'm sorry, I'm not... Bodio is like where you're walking down the street going tra-la-la-la-la, you, okay. know, you know, just going to move on. I'm yeah, just going to yeah, fucking yeah. move on. Um, I'd love to come back here next year and everybody's saying Bodio. I'm not asking that you got to do it. <laughs> but it would be a nice gift to me. <laughs> we'll find you the, we'll find you the roller skates chair. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, you, you, but you know, yeah, looking yeah, no, at I mean, that going, that's theirs. And you can't be her. And no. You can't be a big cheekbone guy. No. Because that big cheekbone, big uh, uh, chiseled face dude has that job. Yeah,
1: exactly. He, he gets the job of being chiseled face bone, and he's very good looking. Um,
0: but I think it's. Uh, I love that it ended, and, and he's very good looking. And it didn't end on, and he's very good looking, but you know what? He could not do a freeze tag. <laughs> fuck that guy. You he probably know? fucking couldn't. You know? Well, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, he right. probably and, fucking and couldn't. And if we want to go, we can go that. And you know what else? He, he doesn't know me. So fuck him. He's really <laughs> at a loss. Um, but anyway. it's. But I think it's so, uh,
1: that point of comparison is so tempting because it is beaten into us
0: uh, and especially at I'm sorry But especially at drama school Right Because that's all that they had. That's one well, of the main things they had. all have. schools,
1: right? It's like all The whole educational system You end up being graded against something And you're top of the class And you've got an A And you got a B And you've got a C There's always this There's always a single way In which success is indicated In that particular class Even if you do a whole bunch Of different classes mm-hmm. And actually you, I'm a great baker Like fill your fucking boots um, that, What that, does that mean? Uh, I mean
0: Fill your fucking boots. Frilly boots. Are like, go ahead, enjoy yourself. Oh, I see. Have a lovely time. Can, can, can you, instead of saying that, say "bodio"? Bodio. Bodio. You know, it's like bodio. 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 we like, we're hey, you want think, to do it. finger guns, yeah, in, the finger guns right in the air right now? finger go guns chuk-da-da. in the air. <laughs> Laura and I dance like this, and I'm not going to describe it. But we go. She's You have to take a little video of that and put it up accompanying Sorry. this. Both of us. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, go go uh, fill your boots. <laughs> Frilly boots. Fritty boots. Filly boots. Yeah. Fr- fill, so, fill your boots. Fill your boots. So you say, I'm a good baker. Fill your boots, but yeah. keep going with that.
1: Um, no, that, that's that, that's it. I guess it's it, it's about um, allowing and se- allowing and celebrating the separation and difference between everyone who is. And I think that's one of the things which I find really inspiring about improvisation. That um, uh, and you may disagree with me on this, uh, but I've found. A lot of the time, when I was working towards being an actor, and it's not like I ever did it with any great degree of success,
0: um, uh, but success that people look at because right. I would I would say to watch you perform. Performing with you, there's an acting quality to it that I fucking really love because of the acting background.
1: Right, and I'm just talking about, like, I I never had a huge, big career where I worked and did a bunch
0: of stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of
1: acting was about um, fitting yourself into a very acceptable and useful box and saying, this is my easy casting. People go, now, you should get an agent back in because you're perfect dad casting. I'm like, yeah, okay, but I don't want to spend my time pretending to be a dad. What I love about improv is that um, I feel like the more improv training you do the more um you just get to be more yourself on stage and you celebrate and bring out the eccentricity and the weirdness of um of the person who is playing and and um, Joel who did the, the course this week um I didn't know him very well before this week a little um but not particularly well um and this week it's been just beautiful to see the beautiful weirdness of Joel coming out in those scenes and he's had some Storming scenes, like absolutely wonderful scenes during the class this week, and they haven't been him pretending to be Dave Rosowski or him pretending to be TJ or like whatever other improv person you want to be, it's been... Um, him being more and more duet well and and stripping away the bullshit that that lies on top of it. And I remember this again being a big um, part of uh, my realization when I started improvising. When I started improvising, there were very few people in London doing anything which we would recognise as long form or open form. And there's this one company called Horse Aquarium, which was um, uh, Tom Slinsky, Brian Reppin, who we played with on Monday, okay, and uh, um, and Paul Foxcroft, and they did essentially a, a free form set and I just love... Brian? Briony. Briony, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they did a, essentially a freeform set and I would watch it and I watched it a few times and it's an amazing set and I was like, I just want to be able to improvise like Tom Zelensky, I was like, I'm just gonna try and make the, the type of plays that he makes because he's a, they're all brilliant improvisers but his stuff just connected with me. And it took me a chunk of time to go, oh no, I don't actually want that at all. I want Tom to improvise like Tom, so I can watch him, and then I want to go and work out how Jules improvises. Yep. And that's that's a hard thing to let go of because it's much more, um, uh, it's much less form. It's much more inchoate. Um, to because that involves searching out the thing which is your way of improvising, rather than just latching on and Control P print a version of what someone else
0: is doing. Um, it's very uh, windows of you um uh, no i get it i get it i get it and yet i also think that you look at tom and there was um there was a there was something shiny in what it was that he was doing right and he went, i like that shiny thing i connect to that shiny thing right and then to realize oh that shiny thing i've got that shiny thing in it's not mm. that i want his shiny thing it's that i want to recognize my shiny thing right that's right, right, similar right. to his shiny thing Oh and because I totally understand all that and a lot of people, uh, Harry Connick Jr. was being either Sinatra or Crosby mm-hmm. for a large part of his career, um, at the beginning of his career. He's being, I think he was, let's say he was being Sinatra for a large part of his career. Was he a he, singer? I'm sorry. I don't yes, know Harry Connick Jr. Okay. is an American singer doing you know the American songs. He, he's He's got a great voice. It's really cool. He's just, you know, I really like his I, I really like him um, and I like this about him too that he I heard an interview with him and he said this I was Frank Sinatra until I didn't need to be anymore and hmm. then I was Harry Connick Jr. and I feel like we all want to go to see see something to go and and gee, this woman that we worked with, yeah. G, she's like, I found in the work that we were doing, she found what it was that she loved in that thing. And it's like she doesn't want to be Dave Rosowski. She wants to take that thing, that that spark that we all had in class this week and go, now what do I do with it? Right. What do I do with it? I had there was a guy that I used to watch *The Second City*, and, my, and, and he became my friend, uh, Joe Liss. And I would watch him on the main stage, and I would be in class, and I would go, "God, I love all the choices they would do." So when I'm on stage, this goes to what you're saying. When I'm on stage, I'm going to ask myself, "I'm I, here. I am in this scenario at this state at this place in this scenario, and um, I don't know what to do. So what would Joe do?" Right and you would just take that one thing that you felt Joe would do, that spark, that light, that torch, and shine that upon that, and then just let it go. It's not mm. like, what would you do, and now what would Joe do, and, and now, now what would Joe do, and now yeah. Right, it'd be like, this is, and then eventually, you just, you surrender Joe, and you go, thank you very much. You,
1: you in the end, you were just a technique. I call it the on-ramp, like so when you're going onto the freeway, or the, the motorway, it's the way you get into the fast bit, it's the way you get into the, that free, very easy, because I think sometimes playing an improv scene can feel a bit like when you're just cruising along the motorway, and you're like, I'm just on 70, and that's fine, and that's easy, and you just need that little, uh, Bill Arnett, um, amazing wonderful improv teacher, talks about activation energy, Um, have I talked to you about this before? It's a lovely fucking image, Um, so a match. Does not inherently want to burn. You leave a box of matches there; it's not going to burn. What you do is you give it a tiny little bit of activation energy. You give it a little bit of heat, and then that reaction is self-sustaining. And he says that's a really good metaphor for improv scenes, which I think is great. And in in a lot of cases, it what the activation is what the activation energy is precisely um, depends on the player and the scene and the context and the show and all. that. But you just need that little like that little that little push, a little uh, jump. And that will get you onto the freeway and then you can just cruise. I love it. Um, And that feels to me like uh, that was a way of it, that to me connected with that annoyance idea of give yourself a gift and go on with something and that kind of stuff, which I've um, worked with like Rich and Rebecca and and, and Mick and stuff. That was a way... Rich sound and Rebecca sound. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was a way that really made it made sense to me it's like what's the activation energy to get into the scene
0: right and what I also like about that is that 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 ma- that match will eventually burn down right if it doesn't have kindling in order to make it burn bigger and then you throw the logs on and then you have you you, you had that scene go on for a long time because mm. there's all the the thermal units that you need there and there's the the, the, the the you're feeding it you're feeding the fire you're feeding the fire and that's right. what you want to do and the moment that you see the fire being but, you know, it's like, oh, the fire is going away. We throw another piece of kindling on that we already have. Yeah. It's not that we've got to go to the store. Uh, like, we have that kindling. And I think that, that last night, again, looking at the show, and I don't mean, you know, there's nothing more boring than two people talking about an improv show that they did the night before. No, but,
1: I've, dis- I've discovered a thing which is more boring than two people talking about an improv show, which is when you're trying to explain improv principle. Uh, by making up imaginary improv scenes, which never happened in order to illustrate. A principle. Right, I found improvised. myself doing it last week It's yeah. like, oh, this is not a scene that happened. You know no. what? <laughs> Let's start again. You guys exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a very boring thing But here's another thing. Yeah. There
0: isn't a lack of improv scenes that you can use for example, you know, That's so you're true. going <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I haven't seen many of them uh, but it, the, to talk about you know, sorry, you're talking about the show last like night. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. of us know that um, that this particular beat of this scene that we've, we we're, we're here and we both go wow that was really really fun there's something's about to come next something mm. is about to happen next I'm sorry something is about to happen or something is in the middle of it happening do you feel the feeling that right now this is this other thing we're slowly moving out of that. Uh, we're consciously, consciously moving out of that, and we're consciously moving into this. Consciously moving into this. I am mm-hmm. aware that the energy is changing. The energy that was during that one thing is no longer here. And I don't. And, and again, I don't mean to talk about inside baseball, because this really has to do. My intention is not to talk about inside baseball. You know what that phrase means? I don't know. Okay. The phrase of inside baseball means two people talking about how the, the, the science of baseball works. Okay. And it's like, mm, yeah, it's, it's interesting to maybe eight people. So, you know, how can we not talk about inside baseball? And the way that we, the, for this instance, it's this. Um, do you when you're having a conversation with somebody and it's like you know this is really a conversation Uh, I'm really enjoying it I don't know this person very well I wonder how long this is going to last and then they say something else and you go we just sparked a whole fucking different thing for us to talk about there's a whole
1: new thing opened up
0: yeah, um, yeah, 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 and that new thing that opened up—you're like, oh, here's another facet of that scene. Here's another facet of our relationship, and that's—and watching a scene, I go, that—that's it. When it starts to get boring, is when you start to tell me how interesting you are, mm. um, as
1: opposed to ask. It's, it's being interested rather than interesting, right? Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you. I've had that idea kicking around in my brain actually from the first person who taught me improv. Uh, I didn't you uh, you ascribed it, and that's not the right word. I think
0: to Elaine May. Elaine May, yeah, that's know, right. I don't know that it was Elaine May who said, "If you want to be interesting, be interested." Be interested, yeah. And, yeah. and that was it's really great. an epiphany for me because it said that it, it allowed me to let go of the need to do anything but give energy to that which is already there.
1: And I think that the the <laughs> the desire to be interesting is behind a fuck of a lot of. Um, uh, you and I have both seen some like jamming scenes this week with relatively inexperienced players, some people who have never taken any classes before, and you see people uh, doing dag jokes and puns and giving away the tension. You're like, I, I know what you're trying to do, and I, I, you're just doing it wrong. Like, your, your impulse, the thing that you're trying to do, the, the fact that you want to make this work, and the energy and the desire to, to pull your weight and be in the scene is absolutely right. You just don't know how to direct the
0: energy in a way which is going to make it useful. Um, Is this person doing it wrong, or is this person going through what it is that they have to go through in order to realize what it is that they have to go through in order to realize? It depends on
1: which way. Like, for the scene, I would say, well, you fucked that scene. But for their process, I get it. Like, you have to get to a point where you go, you know what, this is not working for me. I'm either going to quit or take a class. (laughs) Or, like, or I guess just cruise along with the thing that you'll be doing if you're having a nice time doing it. But I'm not... um, I don't do this to piss around in the shallows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's
0: also, I don't do this to piss around in the shallows. There's a phrase that no American, I don't think, has ever said. Um, it's the Is idea- it clear? Is it clear? Oh, yeah. yeah I totally cool. understand it. Um, I, 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 Enter and- stage left, Heather Urquhart. Oh, God. Hi, how are you? Hi. are you? Hello. Hi, we're recording this, so you don't want to get to that, but how are you? I'm fine. Good, yeah. Everything is okay. Nothing's <laughs> you wrong. You can edit me out afterwards. Right? Uh, well, we'll, well, we may or may not. Oh, that, that is a little me. bit of a hangover. Yeah. You're using yeah. podcast voices, I should have Yeah, we are, yeah, well, we we are, are using, using know. podcast voices. How would you We're know. doing a
1: rumbliest podcast voices. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, that idea of that person not knowing <laughs> it, it is podcast voices. It is podcast it? voices isn't it? A little I'm bit of extra bass, no, a little you, bit of extra bass. No, I'm
1: self-conscious, <laughs> i really I was totally aware that I was doing it I know that I, I do I, it I, I, I
0: it. I'm gonna tell you I'm not gonna edit this out, I'm not going to edit this out, this is beautiful uh, because of the idea of podcast voices. Do you want to join us? No, 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 it's fine. I okay. haven't got a good podcast voice. No, so. go get that going. Yeah, <laughs> um, See you in so my, my, my challenge with this gentleman is because we both saw this person or anybody up there. My challenge... Oh, I wasn't thinking of a person in particular. I was thinking of a okay. person in particular who, you know, would do... There was there's 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 a there somebody that was hosting a show in, uh, called Acme Unplugged in L.A. when I first came out there. Mm. And he was a fairly well-known person at that time hosting the show. And two people would be having this great scene. And he would come in. And he would just fucking ruin the scene. And the way he would ruin the scene is like two people having this great conversation in the middle of this this dining room and things are getting happening and then he would rush in and go, oh, um... I finished creating the bomb underneath the building, it'll be ready in about 25 seconds, so you could just send me a bill. And, he, and he'd walk out and go, what the fuck did you just fucking, yeah. fucking do? And my thought with that guy is he should have known better, I believe that he does now, it doesn't matter, So, but the guys that I'm talking about that we saw in that show, uh, who had came, come in and just did puns and puns and puns and puns, I hope that for him, he realizes that was fun then, but it was at the the expense of everybody else mm. that's on stage, and, Maybe it's time, but it's also the obligation of somebody that's running that evening to pull him aside and say, I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I've done what you what you're doing. And it's going to at one point not serve you. And this is an interesting. I think this comes to an interesting
1: thing about uh, you talked about building community. I'm getting less and less comfortable with the word community at the moment because it it abstracts it. Do you know what it places this kind of floaty abstract thing above the people? And I, actually we're talking about bonds between people. We're and talking about the friendships, really. Right, and, and I'm not yeah. I'm not
0: saying you are intentionally building community. Right. I'm not I'm just saying that's what happens. Yeah. It happens. And and whether you like it or not, people are coming <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm. People are coming to your school and seeing what you're doing and they're liking what you're doing, and because of that, the love that you're you're creating is the love that the, the, the joy that you're the loveliness that you're spreading mm. it, it, just by who you are and who you have around you that in itself because building community like to reach out and to pull people in and all that stuff it's like do what you do and watch people come to you yeah
1: build it and let them come and I think it's just it's just that that word community I'm at the moment is making it feels a little bit uh a little bit churchy to me but well this is what but anyway.
0: I also have to say this I need that right now right I I need that right now I need to know and this is just my thing mm. and maybe I don't know, maybe 40 million other people in the states I need to feel like I'm uh, I need to recognize not feel like I need to recognize that I am part of a community right and when we do improvisation and with the election that we just had and I mentioned this before uh, I, I, I I flew into New York on Wednesday night on Thursday I'm teaching uh, Thursday at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm teaching 16 people and we're all in the wake of that which just happened. Mm-hmm. And the important thing for me is to go, I have to tell you right now what's going on in my heart and my mind and how I could not imagine being at a, a more appropriate place. Right. Every place that I have ever been to, it, it, since I moved to LA, say, um, where my life was, I was exposed to a crisis that was going on. I had a class that night. Right. Or I had a class that next day. And so I could not deny it. So when I had to put my dog down in the afternoon, that night I had a fucking class. When I asked my wife for a divorce on Sunday, Monday I had a fucking class. Um, 9-11, you know, I had a rehearsal that was supposed to happen that day. And, and I called up the people that were there and like, I can't do this. And she went, I can't do this. And somebody else, went, I, I, I can't do this. And we all went, we're a community right
1: now. We, we have to. But I, I think uh, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think the, uh, the value of those sets of people and those bonds um, in points of crisis is incredibly high. I just, it, it's the word community, which at the, it, the moment it's just kind of sticking in my throat a little bit. Um, because it sounds like the kind of thing which a like a priest is trying to build in order to keep the money coming in because a community really is just this sum total of the personal bonds which are happening and i don 't want to build the fucking abstract thing I want to build people who look at each other in the eyes and go "I liked playing with you that was fun I have um we run this night on on Thursdays called Thursday night lights um you know accidental similarity to whatever is entirely accidental mm-hmm. um uh, and one of the things that I get everyone to do, we warm up together, it's a, like a jam night with a couple of teams playing as well, and we warm up together, and the last thing I make everyone do is find three people that I don't know look each other in the eye and go, I'm so glad you're here. Um, and I'm so glad you're here, thank you. That's all the interaction is allowed to be, because I don't want fucking abstract community fluffy it's a cloud how do i touch it i want people to look at each other and go dude i am really glad that you are here not the community not that fluffy sort of uh aura that floats around us but you and me and if um something about community implies to me that it's got to be all absolutely equal and I love the detail of like oh there's this team who play together a lot but then those two people on that team they also have their duo thing and then he plays in this other thing and the, the, the complex set of networks that builds up and all those little lines between them I'm sure, there's a word for the mathematical. I'm sure there's a mathematical sphere which covers that that kind of stuff. That, to me, is the is that's what you're really building there right now. Because you didn't call up the community. You're called up your friend John and your friend Patricia and your friend whatever. Like you accessed those bonds
0: as a way of of having that response after nine eleven. I, I um, y- yes and. It's nice to know that it's not just Helen and Alex mm. and Stuart and Kevin and their dog Mimi. Um, that th- It's not just that. That is part of it. And to go, if I'm going to have 15 people over, those are my peeps. Right. And whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. For me, I go, that's my community because I love the word commune. Mm. I love the word commune I love the word communication I love I love I love all of that that is within that word uh and it's very interesting because the DNA of that word you know commune or whatever however whatever the the, the, the sureish the root of that word is whatever that is that's like that makes me feel good why does that make me feel good oh because that word is at the middle of that mm. it's sharing isn't it it's sharing it's growing and and so to to see where it is, it was very interesting also because I I, I taught at your new space mm. and then I also taught at your old space and to go back to your old space, it was like, "Wow, look at that ghost. Mm. That is one fucking ugly ghost. you know, at that time, she was beautiful. And, and it's I, gone it's empty it's, it's like, empty uh, yeah there's nothing there there's there's no community there there's nothing there to, you know and then we get back in that room that green room that tiny little room with the pillar in the middle and mm. the windows overlooking oh there's always a pillar there's Has always to be a pillar, a pillar. The pillars, always are, a pillar. The pillars and then that, that will be your uh, one man <laughs> show um there's always a pillar um <laughs> and it's just going to be me playing pillars
1: <laughs> Yeah, that short form game pillars with five different audience <laughs> members playing eight characters playing pillars. Oh my god! And for an hour and a half. Yep. Um, You're directing I, it, by the way. I oh, just yeah. I'm busy. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have the trots that day. Um, I, this thing I, I wanted to say about you—you you were saying about the uh, the being at a, a a jam night or a community night or one of these outreach nights where anyone's welcome to come and play, and and the responsibility of the people running tonight to go out to someone who yeah. is not doing something which is helpful to themselves or other people and say, listen, you have to stop. This is very uh, interesting. It's like a scale between care and challenge, right? Or, or we perceive it as being a, a scale. On one end, you're looking after people. On the other end, you're challenging people. And actually, you do one by the other. You, you it's, not, it's, it's yin and yang rather than being the binary kind of Western way of looking at it. Um, and I think uh, particularly with a lot of us who are not really starting out, but we're still, you know, you've been doing this shit, God knows him, like almost 50 years. Um, and I've been doing this 10, uh, as we're starting out, there's a, uh, self-consciousness about being too pushy and direct because... At the beginning. A, at the beginning, yeah, exactly, because there's, there's a lack of confidence <laughs> in knowing that we're going to be able to push the right button at the right time, and it's easier to be, again, to use your phrasing, Happy Kitty Loves Puppy Town. No, mm-hmm. Happy Puppy Loves Kitty Town. doesn't matter. It's, like, that's, an, that's an easier place to be, um, but it isn't necessarily going to lead us to make the best work, and in the end, that's the shit that I want to do. Like, It's just... It, navigating that line between care and challenge is a an endlessly interesting thing particularly if your contract with someone is no more or less than if someone's signed up for car, class yeah if if your contract is no more or less than come along for a couple of hours do a few scenes in front of an audience and watch a show the the nature and detail of that contract is a little ambiguous right um like what does that person want off of me and if you go and say listen can i give you some notes or some feedback maybe they just don't fucking want it um and that's an interesting thing as well and then and then if that person comes back regularly and that's something which is disruptive to the the fabric of what you're creating at what point do you have to do it in order to look after the other people who are there in the room and regularly there in the room and what part do you have to do it in order to look after your business because bills got to get paid and that's I'm,
0: that's that, really really true. That's
1: like a a forest that I'm finding my way through at the moment, and I don't right. think there's an answer to it. It's no, just, it's case by case. I that's think, exactly but, what I was just
0: thinking. It's case mm-hmm. by case. It's case by case. And at the end of the day, if I am, and again, the word contract is so important because we have contracts with each other. Right. We always have contracts with each other. We have contracts with each other. In you know, you and I have a contract that isn't a business contract. Right. We have an understanding of what it is, and it's an unspoken contract. I remember going out with a woman, and and our, my deal was when I was in between going out with other women I went out with her huh. and it was just an understanding that we had <laughs> and it was an understanding that when I say we had I think I got the pronoun wrong mm-hmm. um, it was an understanding that was I I was just had. about to ask that question <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so one day when and she did said, you get the
1: pronoun wrong or did you allow yourself to not examine it carefully that's enough? exactly it yeah, and to, right. to not
0: define what that pronoun was <laughs> to not do, to not ask myself well wait a minute um so <laughs> in that way you do have that contract so if it's a come on, come all um, have a good time and we're gonna do a bunch of scenes for a bit that's great but but the the second thing that you said was uh, I, I I also get to watch the, the other players that are within this and right. see is it working for them because I because in a large way, I'm gonna go back to this word that you know, like that community also <laughs> sets the tone for the people that come into that. Right. And if that community is looking at this person and going, "David, you're in. Ch- David, you are. Uh, you are. You. Uh, you. You are the facilitator of this event. And when and we're loving this event, and that person is coming in, that person solo, and you're not in relationship to that person, uh, changing the rules of the event. What are you gonna do about that? Yeah. And as a leader. this is an important thing as a leader as a facilitator if you want as a leader i i need to look at that and to say what is this about so community communication i am going to sit back and i'm going to go scott um do you mind i want to tell you a couple things and you say it as 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 gently as you can yet as pointedly as you can and what you realize when you're a young teacher and maybe you and i've talked about this when you're a young teacher when you're new at this at nascent with it you get to you you want to go? You know what? I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And right. then after a while, you go. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I need to be as focused as I am right now because there's a difference between me being mad at you and stabbing you, and me saying, "Look, I'm putting a little pressure on. I'm putting pressure on you right, right. now. And the pressure that I'm putting on you right now is, and let's be honest, you, Scott, are not getting out everything that you are not having the same experience as everybody else. Right. And do you know that? And he'll go, "Yeah." And I'll go, "Do you know why?" And then we get to talk about that. And and that, in a way, actually,
1: is uh, its compliment. Because if you say to someone, look, I'm going to ask you to do something which you're not doing, which is more challenging, the the thing beneath that is, I think you can. Absolutely. It, it, it's 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 a sort of an assertion of the possibilities of the improvement of, of people, right? It's going, I think you can cope with this. And that's one of the reasons why, um, I think I've said this to you before, like I used to do uh, a lot of martial arts when I was a, a teenager through to my mid-twenties, did a lot of karate and jiu-jitsu, kibbuto, Um And I would... I never wanted to play with the people in my grade. I always wanted to play with like the third down black belts because I knew that they would really fucking push me and there's a compliment in that. As like, okay, so if I wanted to, I could put you out on the floor like that. But I'm going to play to the, just beyond the point where you think you're comfortable. That's one of the things that I really enjoy about when we play together. I feel like, as I said to you last night, it's full contact. It's, it's full contact fucking improv and neither of us, uh well you're not letting me get away with anything and i'm letting you get away with as little as i can possibly manage (laughs) and you get some shit past me but you know that's understandable 50 years versus 10. um and i I feel like there's uh that's there's that contract of like uh respect in challenge of kind of going i i am gonna play this as hard as i fucking can um because both of us want to go as far as we can with this thing right now.
0: I was thinking about, uh, and again talking about something that the majority of people are listening to this aren't, weren't aware of, but there were times where, again, the full contact doesn't come from that we're, that we're at the mat, like with my knee in your throat or your head, your arms around my, my skull. Although that was a fucking good scene. That was a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you rose up off the ground and did this spin yeah, thing and we're exactly. catching the bullets. Spinning bird uh, kick. So... Uh, but I, I think about the, the scene where we're walking around this ki- this this dining room table oh man that was moving, so fun and moving because it was really yeah. that thing where we're talking we're listening we're connecting we're aware of the energy we're contrapuncting, we're, we're, we're I don't we're know conscious. what that thing is. I don't know I, I was going right. to say I, I used to know what that meant but it, I, I haven't used that word in a long time it sounds but musical it, it, yeah and we we're doing it's musical and it was musical as well and to go okay I know that you know that we're doing this mm. you know that I know that we're doing this and ain't that a blast? Yeah, ain't that a blast right there. Um, and so what we're doing is we're exposing. I'm not teaching any, and I go, I want to say this earlier in our conversation is to say, and you, you've it's, it's a Martin DeMott line. The the line is, I'm not, I'm here to be the midwife to your voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not here to tell you what to say, I'm here to say, a say good it line, right. And so when you talk about a Jewel, uh, which is just such a lovely name, when you talk about Jewel, you know, you go, I'm not. I'm not here to tell him what to say. I'm not here to have him say, to be, to say Dave Rezanski. I'm here for him to say, Jewel, in the most clear and concise and, a moving way that he can say that because he was born to speak that voice right and what we're doing is and it, and it happened with uh, uh with a woman in class where i said you are what's happening to you right now is you're letting regret and shame and ego were you there for that
1: uh yeah yeah, yeah, was,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, regret and shame and ego be the governor for you to say that to say whatever it is that you want to say i'm saying say it Experience what it feels like to say those things. Experience what it feels like to be in the wake of that, which of, of that of the stirring of the water that you just stirred, and to see what it feels like, and not to bring in ages of shame or ages of religion mm. or ages of regret, and to say, "What you've never said that before? How the fuck does
1: that feel?" And that's that. That's an interesting thing about um, one of the things as a teacher that I've been uh, mm. uh, in the last couple of years. My aim as a teacher has been to be the best side coach that I possibly can. Like I love all the kind of complex, um, crazy, ridiculous exercises and all that stuff, but I wanna be as good as I possibly can just watching scenes and helping people to get the most out of those scenes. And a thing that I realized relatively quickly is that most of the time what you're doing in side coaching, whether or not it it feels like um that to the person on stage is just is deleting. Most of the time you're saying you don't need that, you don't need that, you don't need that that's technique or that's ego or that's you say that I stuff. say it or you say it. no that's that's something that, that I noticed in myself right um, and I think and I noticed that with your side coaching this because as as I'm I don't know if listeners know actually but like you are a heavy side coacher. you're a very intrusive side coacher in the best way it's very useful and um, mm-hmm. And I realized I was just like, all all you're doing is deleting all the crap which is around it. Like it feels like clearing out the gutters or getting the unnecessary stuff out of the way so that it can
0: flow easily. And you could feel um, what that flow feels like. Yeah. And to say, okay, all this thing being on that- the motorway. Big on the motorway. Exactly. Yeah. The, you you've hit the ramp. You've gone on that. You 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 put yourself on that ramp. Right. You put yourself on that ramp. Are you happy to be on that ramp? Of course Ooh, you are. Okay. Yeah. So there you are. So how do you do it? So how do you how do you get go? How do you continue that uh, momentum? Right. How do you continue that momentum? And the way that you continue that momentum is stop putting the fucking foot in the brake or stop you know moving around in traffic. Just fucking keep going forward. Yes. And let's remove the metaphor and, and because for me at that moment it's all about your ego thinks that you need to add those fucking things to it so that your partner clearly fucking understands instead of just saying, look, this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm. And then, but first off, in order for you to say, look, this is what I'm feeling right now, you've got to recognize that you're feeling that right now. Because the first thing is you recognize, you know what you're feeling. Mm. but you get to go at it you get to, you know what you're feeling so you get to, to feel that feeling or you go you know what i should couch that feeling i shouldn't feel that feeling
1: I, I i don't know i i don't i think in a lot of cases depending on what people's background is and what people's improvisational training and all that kind of stuff i don't know if people mm-hmm. of. or I, I think people often don't know what it is that they're feeling because they've been given uh john creamer um start of the maydays i don't know if you've met John yet but he's a dude Um he talks about the improv software and how uh, certain things that you learn in improv can be really unhelpful because you're putting your focus and you're putting your attention on how do I work this piece of software or how do I put the right thing in to get the right thing out and if you're putting all your focus over there and as I'm, as I'm mining it that's outside of myself, kind of in front of myself and you don't have the attention to see what's going on in here and I'm putting my hands on my chest um, and I think that it's it's harder, uh, it can be hard for some people to just go, what is it that I'm feeling? And actually just spending a moment to go, Oh, that's oh. There's that thing going on. Can can be really challenging and very exposing, especially if it's happening in front of people. Okay, I, like, I totally understand
0: yeah. that. I totally get that. But I'm not here to help you figure out how to be okay with not accessing your emotions.
1: No, no, I get that. You know, I'm not here to do that
0: because you already know how to do that very very well. What I'm here to say is, how do how do we how do I. Um, all right, I'm going to use this word How do I train you Because I'm mm. not really training you But let's just say that's the word How do I train you to, 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 to recognize To clearly and purely recon- To clearly and simply Recognize what you're feeling in that moment Let's just start with that
1: Yeah and that, But that, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is That that, that is a skill that is something which requires maybe detraining rather than training, because it's untraining other patterns, perhaps. I'm not responsible but, for to getting rid of any of the training that, you're, <laughs> that you've done. No, but but, but, but it we, is required in order to work the way that you teach work. It is it is required to leave that stuff behind. It's just not something that you can ever teach. Right. You just have to provide an environment which that can happen. But that's just good pedagogy, right? You're, right. Never, you're never teaching the thing. You're pro- providing the environment which people can teach themselves the thing. Yes. Like, that's just how all learning works, unless you're
0: learning a string of facts, which <laughs> is a different... Right. right, 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 right. So um, my my challenge is, is and I've thought about this phrase a lot unteaching untraining because I really I, I feel like that's an element that I don't want to get to let's so so I just jump right the fuck into mm. that one space the one space of saying what's the feeling that you're feeling right now and uh, and again I'm in total agreement of how you got to that statement and I agree with that mm. that it is hard and I also want to do this and this isn't surprising what I want to do is to say what if you don't call it hard Mm. Or do you just say, this is something I'm going to do. And live your life by saying the phrase, um, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And instead of saying, "How or I don't want to. Well, that's another thing. I don't want to do that. But say, I can do that. And I do that a lot. That's a phrase that I use a lot. And it's usually spoken aloud to myself saying, I can do that. You know, from pooping on an airplane to putting my coat on.
1: <laughs> but
0: in a I crowded think, place. I think there's again. It's like challenging care. There. Oh, and by the way, when I say pooping on an airplane, I I mean going to the. I l- I, I, l- I, l- I, I
1: assume from context. Right. Nah. Um, Although <laughs> that does link nicely with the not my finest hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there is a. Oh, unpack this. Sorry, I got I got I got distracted. Then there is a. I have an interesting relationship with that whole thing of describing something as hard versus not describing it as hard. Because I totally agree with you. Like, if you you think of something as hard, then that is self-fulfilling. And that becomes like, oh, this is hard because I've decided it's hard. There is also an importance when someone finds something challenging to go, you know what? I get it. I've been there. I feel you. That feels shit. And I'm sorry, you ha- I'm, I'm so glad you're there because it's part of the process of getting to the next place. But also, that shit right now. I'm not expecting you to get it right the first time. And in, again, it's not the binary Western thing. But it's both of those truths at the same time that you have to respect that challenge or that difficulty and also say, liberate yourself from it at the same time. And that's one of those sort of uh, uh, contemplative two thoughts at the same time, can't hold it in your head, but that's the point kind of moments that is is really challenging and yeah and, and it, but also interesting because that's the same thing as well right 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 yeah.
0: and when i say because you, you again I'm, I'm really thinking about what, what we're talking about here i don't mean to not find it challenging i don't need to not say to not say it, it i don't mean to say it's not challenging right um, as a matter of fact i want you to say it's challenging mm. um, what i want you to be wary of is to say it's hard Mm. Um or this is gonna be a tough thing to do because then it does become you getting past that sentence. Right. And either way, you gotta do the thing. So if you go, this is hard, man, this is really hard. I've done a lot of hard things in my life. This is one no, oh, okay, this is hard. Poop on the plane, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's it's, go in there and poop on the plane. But
1: it's it's this is hard, and I'm excited by the growth which I can find in addressing myself to something hard. I'm sure you've read uh, Flow Cheeks at Hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the whole thing of something has to be just hard enough for you to be challenged, but not that fucking hard that you become frustrated, that graph that he draws. And I think that's really, really productive in, in any space, but particularly in artistic and improvisational space, because um, we were talking earlier this morning um, over breakfast about throwing very new improvisers into a Harold. Now, the Harold is, I'm gonna say it, Harold's hard. There's a lot fucking going on in that. There's a lot of tools and a lot of things. The the, the improv structure. Yeah, the improv structure. Um, And if you, I think if you, if you try to ramp up the difficulty curve too quickly, then you can end up thresholding people that way. And I've, um, you know, I've been at um, at, at jams where I've seen people who've never done any improv before thrown into a long form set with sweeps and tags, having had them explained in a minute. And I'm like, that's not going to make them feel liberated and empowered. That's going to make them feel worse because there'll be people on stage who can do that and people on stage who can't do that. And that's not going to feel great because they're going to leave going, oh, I couldn't do that. So that's that's created that it's hard thing, and have yeah, but actually, right. it's not. Tap on the shoulder, leave the other person the same card. That's not right. fucking hard. Right? It's not, but it feels like it when you're in the middle of a hundred other fucking things. Exactly. Like, was my name Sophie or Annabelle? Like, <laughs> there's right. a lot of shit
0: going on. Right. And what? What? What do? Uh, and and for me, it's it's this. <clears throat> I don't need to teach you nine fucking hundred things at one time. Right. And that's the pe- that's that's the that's what happens in, in so many schools is we've got three and a half hours at the most mm. and we've got 18 people in that class and everybody has paid way too much more money than it's worth mm-hmm. and they all have a, they got to have to have it and I feel like let's let's just feel the feelings right now let's just do that because we can't move forward if I if I don't know where I am I can't move forward if I don't know where I am I can't move forward because mm. you, t- you can't know where forward is You don't know where forward is, and so you're up there, and you got a fucking thousand things. So when a student, when I see a student lost, I'm I stop and I go, and I don't say what's the problem. I say what's the challenge, Mm. because let's look at it as a challenge. Because I can do that, and and say, well, I don't know where I am. Okay, let's take a moment there, and I will fucking take the moment because I don't want, and I've mentioned this before, I don't want that my class, our class, to be a high school whatever you call them, middle school, you know, mm. experience where we're all 16 years old and we all have hormones raging. It's like, let's fucking take the time. Because if you've got a challenge, chances are Malcolm's got a challenge with the same fucking thing. But Malcolm just didn't say it. And,
1: and Malcolm didn't say it. And then
0: there's Jenny over there.
1: And she didn't even fucking form the thing. And I've had that so many times this week of... You know you know when you're about to get a cold and you've got that tickle in your throat and you don't for like three days you don't realize it's a cold even though the same thing's been happening to your entire life and that's how you know that a cold is coming and someone's had that with thoughts i'm like i has a tickle in the back of my head i I don't know what that is and so many times this week it's been someone else asking a question or doing a thing that's made uh, that's kind of given help that thought to pop up above the, the the water of consciousness and go oh that's what i meant um and i think that's that's the useful thing that's why you do need a, enough people in a class to have some shared experiences going around although 18 18's a lot um, particularly for three and a half hour class because what can you get four scenes maybe five scenes I, I have no yeah, idea like, I can't even do the math but I do yeah. know
0: that what you talk about when you talking about all those people in that group mm. that's called a community You can call it that if you like. (laughs) I will
1: use the language words necessary, but like, because when I go into class, we we just had a a wonderful group of people in in, in the course this week, Um, and I'm not going to say any names because then there will be people whose names I haven't said. I don't want to do that. Um, But uh, hello to any of those people who listen to this, and I don't leave this class thinking of the abstract community that was created for that 40 hours or however long it was a little less over the course of the week i leave thinking about i had that point of connection with jewel i had that point of connection with sophie now i'm doing it many names Uh, and now i had that moment with john or with trilly like those direct one-to-one contacts or those three-way conversations those are the things that i think of um and i'm fine with the word community i'm just uh it's the fact that it breaks down into a lot of micro granular things and those tiny little units and um, whether they be two person conversations or five person teams, or those three people who went to lunch though, those are the building blocks that make the, the building, which is the, 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 the community. And I, 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 what was I reading about this? One of, one of the super churches um, in somewhere in the South um, or like quite a, one of the, first super churches, which was then a a model which was copied by a lot of the other super churches, was not, we're gonna get 5,000 people to come to this huge church on a Sunday. It was, we're gonna create a whole load of 10 person Bible study groups. And they're gonna, each one of those little like cells, like terrorist cells, I'm absolutely not equating the church with terrorism, Um, but like those little cells which are all interconnected, that gives the, that amorphous mass of community internal structure and plasticity and strength um, which is what allows it to build and keeps it strong even if the person at the top changes even if the building changes because all of those links are being looked after not just this cloudy thing that's what I mean about community I get it Seth get Godin it. that's who writes about that Seth oh Godin. I know who you yes absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tribes that's the book yes yes, a yes. lovely lovely, given, lovely book I was
0: given that book by Rachel Hamilton um, great great Uh, those things those little communities there's something that you said about that uh, where yes and if any of those people in that little community decides to stand out and go no the
1: scene's over right they broke the tissue right like that's it's lots of little bits of connective tissue like muscle and that's yeah
0: yeah good let's stop there Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. It's been an honour to be asked. Ain't not getting rich off of this. Ain't not getting famous off of this. So we might as well have the best fucking time we fucking can. Argue with that, people, I dare you. Thank you, Jules. I look forward to my next journey out London way. Jules has got a wonderful Not My Finest Hour coming up after these announcements. We have just a couple of workshops to announce, but they're great ones. I'll be in Orlando back at the SAC Theatre January 20th to the 22nd. I'll be having my Italian premiere at the Welcome International Improv Festival 2017 in Rome. Three days of workshops with some of the finest teachers and actors in the world. And as always, I acting in my online acting classes. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. All workshop information at davidrozasky.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to dave at addcomedy.com. Here's my Jules Munn's Not My Finest Hour. <laughs> it's a good one. And now, Jules Munz's Not My Finest Hour.
1: So, uh, this was when I was, I think I was 19, and it was the, I was in London training. I used to be an English language teacher, and I was in London training to be an English language teacher. I was coming up every day uh, from Kent, where I grew up. And uh, it was mostly a bunch of people in their early 20s, and like I said, I, I was 19, so I was the youngest one. Um, and there was this girl and we were getting on kind of well and she lived in London and I ended up that I would stay with her a little bit and then for the last week of this four week course I just stayed with her for the whole time um, so we would go out and have a few beers um, after each night of the thing because it was just training and whatever and uh, I guess I hadn't worked out what my uh, it's not my tolerance but what my my bladder capacity was so we'd, we'd, uh, we'd left the pub at like half seven eight o'clock whatever it was heading back to her place um and i and i had that feeling of oh, should i go should i go for a piss now it'll be fine um and i felt a building and i felt a building and the tube was slightly delayed and i'm on the tube and we're sitting next to each other and i'm like I, I just i need to i need to just concentrate on the pain that is happening right now to keep to keep this in in my body at this point um, and in order to do that, I was like, I'm gonna ha- I had to stand up and go and stand at the end of the tube carriage Just to stand there and go, you know when you drop your head and you're like, just really Hold on to this, so you got two or three stops, you got two or three stops um, And I don't Don't remember making a conscious choice about it, but I just ended up Pissing myself right there on the tube and it was like I was, I was wearing a long coat and to this day, I don't know because uh, We saw each other a little bit and then it didn't work out and whatever um, and to this day, I don't know if she realized that I had fairly, fa- fairly dramatically pissed myself on the tube. And I don't remember how we like I covered it up. I must have got home and changed trousers or whatever. But she must have fucking known. She must have known. And that, I, was, that
0: I, was. I don't something. often ask anybody the question while they're going through not my finest hour. But what did it feel like to suddenly just go? I give up.
1: I I didn't. I did not give you up. You did not. I was like no matter. I was like okay. So the, the, some of that. Has now happened, but no more is going to, okay, some more happened. No, this is the final, nope, there's like right up until the point where I, we got back to her, her flat in um, Fenchi Road, which is <laughs> up in the north. Um, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I've humiliated myself to this point, but I will not let it go any further. Okay, it's gone a little bit further. No further than that, okay, a little bit further. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs>
0: so you didn't even get the, the pleasure of I'm the, just going,
1: ah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. That's awesome. (laughs) It was definitely not my finest hour.